Free speech is under attack in America. The government doesn't care about your safety. They just don't want you to escape the matrix. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Anna Perez. Wake up, people! Per usual, the mainstream media exists to serve one purpose, and that is to protect the political elite. And we should not be acquiescing to these people. Americans are historically illiterate, and it is a major problem. There's no such thing as free speech absolutism because free speech is, in and of itself, an absolute concept. Right here, back on LFA TV for another episode of Wrong Think. Have a great day, guys. Welcome to Wrong Think, everyone. I'm Anna Perez. Thank you so much for being here. Big news, much to Kareen Jean-Pierre's dismay, the vaccine mandate for the military is finally over, as you might have heard already. Uh, but more than that, it seems like more and more Republicans are finally taking a stand against this extremely, extremely dangerous vaccine, or as I like to call the COVID death jab. It just seems like it's becoming increasingly harder to ignore the obvious, which is that this vaccine is indeed killing people. It's hurting people, at least in most cases, or in many cases, I should say, uh, injuring people. And, you know, for so long, the Republican Party, this was the messaging we got from them. Well, it's your option. It, it, it's your choice if you want to take it. That's my stance on it, which I believe is a very weak stance. Uh, if you're going to be the party of principles, then you might as well tell people the truth. You might as well actually be principled because I think we should be telling people the truth about this vaccine as Republicans and actively taking a stand against it. Okay, because it is not a safe vaccine to take and nobody should be recommending it. But I do want to give credit where credit is due because Republicans, Republicans, like I said, are finally taking a stand. I'm going to get into all of that and more in today's show. But first, I want to go ahead and ask you guys to please rumble this video. I would really appreciate it if you guys could just click the plus sign or the boxing glove. You guys know the drill. Uh, you guys are actively helping us build LFA TV when you do that. I mean, you don't understand how much that helps us, how much sharing our content helps. So so please go ahead and also share the link to this show on your social media. Uh, send it to your family or friends. Just try to encourage people to come to LFA TV to get their news because you know what? Uh, there are a lot of news sources out there that, that call themselves conservative, but I can tell you as someone who's been there, uh, they're not always necessarily going to give you uh, the truth on the matter, or at least the full truth, I should say. They they are oftentimes beholden to certain companies. So guys, please, please, please share this. Share this, this show as well as the rest of LFA TV. All right, so like I said, everyone, I want to get into the Republicans that are taking a stand. Now, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that I believe the Republican Party is suddenly, you know, saving us from everything, because let me be clear, and I'll get into this in the second half of the show, this is coming far too little, far too late, uh, Republicans should have been more vigilant about this from the get-go. And it's really sad because we've seen a lot of people already die as a result of their bad information that they were giving us, non-accurate you know, non information, inaccurate, non-accurate, inaccurate information that they were giving us. I didn't uh, sleep very much last night. Um, I had an, an early like meeting to go to, and then I couldn't sleep last night. So it was like I went to bed at like 3 a.m., and then I woke up at like 6 a.m., and now I'm really tired. Uh, but anyway, not super necessary, not super pertinent to the topic I am talking to you guys about. Uh, just want to let you know why I'm, I just stuttered there. I'm not dying um, of the vaccine. I am not vaccinated. But guys, look, much to Corinne Jean-Pierre's dismay, like I said, we have finally, finally uh, taken back, taken away this vaccine mandate, thanks to Republicans who have uh, actually actively worked to undo this. And I want to give you, I want to play a clip of her reaction because it's like these people are so demonic. They don't even care uh, about what the deaths that they cause. It, it's it's so robotic, the response almost. And I understand, I always say this about press secretaries. I understand it's their job to sort of cover for their administration. So even if it's a horrible administration, they kind of have to do that. So, you know, I understand that. But, you know, I, I don't know if I were causing people to die by the misinformation I was spreading, I would be, I would feel pretty down on myself. I probably wouldn't feel too great about that, you know? But anyway, I want to play a clip of what she said because it was uh, pretty interesting considering that uh, this is about to save the jobs and the lives of more people in the military to come. Take a look. Well, what uh, what we think happened here is uh, Republicans in Congress have decided that they rather uh, rather fight against the health and well-being of our troops than protecting them, and we believe that it is a mistake. What we saw uh, what we saw happen on the NDAA as it relates to the vaccine mandate. 
So she believes that it was a mistake. Uh, she's upset that the, of course, the Republicans are causing, they're not, they don't want to protect the military, that they're causing people to not be protected, to die over COVID. Well, first of all, first of all, uh, if you're in the military, I doubt your, your greatest fear is a virus with a less than 1% mortality rate that, by the way, is not even really circulating around anymore. It's all a lie, okay? Uh, never really was to the degree that the left liked to point it out as, uh, but even if we were to go there, I don't think COVID is as much, as, as much of a thing as it was. And like I said, I don't think that's going to be your greatest fear if you're joining, if you're brave enough to join the military, right? Um, but what I think is particularly interesting is that uh, she's, she's not considering the fact that it's so funny. It's so ironic because actually you are not protecting the military by forcing a mandate on people. Like I said, it's wrong to force people into anything anyway. Um, but, you know, it's also harmful for people. It's killing them. It's hurting them. We all know that already. But also, you know, uh, enlist, enlistment rates in the military are dropping as a result of this vaccine mandate. A lot of young men, I think uh, white young men are the highest rate of people, uh, largest demographic group of, of people who won't get vaccinated or don't want to get vaccinated. And so those are the typically the people that join our military in the United States. Uh, those are That's what makes up the majority of our military, white men. So if you are saying that you now have to get, you know, if you now have to get the jab to be in the military, which they've been saying for a while, of course it was a mandate for a while, no wonder the enlistment rates are gonna go down, right? Because that was the group that was enlisting the most. But guys, I say that because, you know, even though that's the case, even though she's upset, I'm actually happy to see her upset because she's losing. Her regime is losing. The regime that she represents is losing because Republicans were strong enough to finally repeal this mandate that was so tyrannical, so harmful, uh, either causing people to lose their jobs um, as a result of not getting the vaccine or to actually get hurt from taking the vaccine. And I also wanna play a clip of what Mike Lee said. He's a Republican Senator uh, from Utah. And he talked about how he actually wants to help help people get their jobs back who had to drop out of the military because of the vaccine mandate. And this is the kind of rhetoric, guys, that we need. This is the kind of fighting back that we need against the narrative. I'm so sick, like I said, of Republicans not standing up. Now, we've had Republicans that have stood up for a while, and I'll get into them in a moment. But to see the Republican Party finally seem to band together and do something about this. I mean, it, it's been so long since we've actually seen any action. For, for so long, it was Dr. It was uh, Ron Paul and Rand Paul who were actually doing anything about it, and that was it. That was it. Maybe Marjorie Taylor Greene here and there, but other than that, most people were silent, dead silent, when it came to the vaccine in the Republican Party. And it was, you know, it, it, the silence was deafening because, you know, it, it's deafening and deafening. Uh, deafening's not a word. What am I saying? But I mean. It, they were causing, actively causing people to die by not taking a stand on this. And, and those are the people that we elect to represent us. We would hope that, you know, they are there to at least, you know, cause enough of a ruckus so that the left can't do this sort of thing. They can't enforce mandates like this. And, and still, and still they were able to get away with it. But like I said, I do want to give credit where credit's due because I'm happy to hear Mike Lee talk about wanting to give people their jobs back, have their jobs reinstated, people who were losing their jobs because of these mandates. Take a look at what he had to say the other day. A Marine named Matthew Schaefer uh, was married, had young children. He had a religious, <clears throat> religious objection to receiving the COVID-19 vaccine. He filed his application for approval of his religious objection to the vaccine mandate within the Department of Defense. His, um, his religious uh, objection-based exception was never acted upon. It was effectively pocket vetoed. And uh, they wrote it out so long that uh, it became meaningless, and they fired him, forcing uh, this young Marine, Mr. Schaefer, and his wife and his young children to move in uh, to his parents' basement. As if they needed to add insult to injury, they're now seeking to recoup $21,000 from Mr. Schaefer based on the argument that he violated his agreement with the Marine Corps by not serving the amount of time to which he had agreed. I, I'm going to continue to, to honor the promise that I made in signing a letter with a couple dozen of my colleagues uh, that uh, I'm not going to vote for cloture on this thing unless we're given a meaningful opportunity to address this issue in this bill. I think we need to do that. We owe it to them. Uh, uh, our, our national security depends on it in many ways. The, the recruitment is down. Morale is down in part because of stuff like this. 
And we need to deal with this issue now rather than on the basis of some prospective promise that they'll treat fairly those uh, whom they have treated most unfairly uh, with this policy. Yeah, he's absolutely right. And I'm glad to see that him and his colleagues are banding together to make sure that we, you know, step back and we say, wait a second, let's help these people who that not only did they lose their jobs, but as you just heard Mike Lee, he actually had to pay a fine essentially for dropping out early in his contract. But that obviously wasn't his fault, that poor guy that lost his job. Obviously, he could not have foreseen that the government was going to enforce a tyrannical vaccine mandate that is both unconstitutional and un-American, right? And, and possibly would cause him to die. So obviously, you know, that person could not have seen that coming and yet he lost his job. It's not his fault. It's not his fault. It's the government's fault. And so I'm happy to see that Mike Lee and his colleagues are standing up against that. Uh, and that's the first I've heard of Republicans openly talk about that in this way. I think they're really putting their foot down, especially after, you know, taking out the vaccine mandate. So, you know, I'm I'm just I'm, I'm just really glad to to see all of this happening at once, because even though I do believe and I'll get into this in a moment, even though I do believe that the much of the damage that the elites wanted the vaccine to cause has already been done you know, what could be worse than allowing it to continue, right? What could be worse than allowing it to continue on? Republicans have been silent for far too long. And so I'm, I'm finally happy to see them, you know, waking up, especially uh, Republicans in Congress, Republicans um, in the Senate, because those are the people who are, you know, actively representing us in DC. Now, as it pertains to the state of Florida, which I want to get into now, uh, Ron DeSantis has been amazing when it comes to the vaccine, okay? Uh, this is one of the reasons why I really, really respect him, because even when he he did, and people always bring this up, he shut down Florida for three, week, three weeks, we know that. But he also apologized for it. There were, because of course, when COVID came out, a lot of them did that, and I'm not making excuses for him, I think it was wrong. Um, but it was only, you know, it was three weeks compared to months and months and months to, you know, up to a year that these other governors shut their states down and even red state governors. So I'm, you know, I'm happy to see that DeSantis has been pretty strong, I would say, through and through with COVID mandates or lack thereof, because he knows, he knew that this was, you know, a globalist issue. This was a globalist thing. And uh, I want to get into what he said recently, because not only did he did he say no mandates, but as you guys know, he was actively against vaccines and and he has been working with his surgeon general in the state of Florida, who the surgeon general, by the way, was completely canceled by social media. He was banned from Twitter, I believe, or suspended for a while, or I think one of his posts was like they couldn't he couldn't share it because he was talking about how young men are actually affected by the vaccine pretty badly. Uh, and he was sharing data that proved that. And of course, Twitter didn't like that because they're all in bed with the Biden administration and they're clamping down on anybody who speaks out against the vaccine. Well, now Elon Musk is in charge, as we all know, thank goodness. And he's working with Ron DeSantis, actually, or Ron DeSantis is working with him, I should say, to make sure that the free flow of information continues when it comes to uh, COVID, the COVID vaccine, because like I said, Ron has been actively against it. And once again, he made great moves by talking about how not only is he against the vaccine, not only is he against mandates, but now he's actually actively waging war against the pharmaceutical industries who created these, you know, treacherous vaccines. Uh, and I, I loved what he talked about here because truly, truly, uh, the people who we do need to hold accountable here are the is the pharmaceutical industry along with the government, of course, because the pharmaceutical industries were working hand in hand, Big Pharma was working hand in hand with the government. So, but I love what Ron DeSantis had to say here. I wanna play a clip of it so you guys can hear it for yourself. The tech companies are trying to, uh, and before Musk on Twitter, Twitter was, they're trying to use massive power, massive ability to shape the narrative to enforce orthodoxy and to marginalize dissenting views. And so the orthodoxy they want is not your values or my values. I can tell you that right now. And so you know and you see it. And so this was one thing they're talking about Hunter Biden, but there's a hundred other examples that they're gonna be able to show and how they marginalized people that were speaking the truth on COVID was really, really damaging. And it ended up killing people um, because people would tell the truth and they would get deplatformed um, on Twitter. We also gonna be doing some stuff because I have a Surgeon General in Florida, Dr. Yeah. Joseph Latifoe. who's been really, really strong of just fighting back against the narrative and the phony, um, uh, phony uh, um, uh, things that people are trying to do and focus on the evidence. And so, you know, we are gonna work uh, to hold uh, these uh, manufacturers accountable 
for this mRNA because they said there was no side effects and we know that there have been a lot. And so we did a study in Florida and you saw an 86% increase in cardiac related activity uh, from people 18 to 39 from mRNA shots. And so we're gonna be doing some stuff uh, to bring accountability there because I think it's just something where wouldn't let them mandate on you in Florida. Um, you know, we said, you know, no, because like Orange County wanted to fire firefighters, Gainesville wanted to fire people, but even the corporations like Disney wanted to fire. So we said no across the board. So everybody had the ability uh, to opt out of anything they were trying to impose on you. But there are other people around the country that got forced to take this. And then what? They're not allowed to sue or get any type of recourse when this is not something that they wanted to do. Uh, so this is something that we're gonna lead on in Florida. So we're gonna have uh, probably some announcements over the next uh, three or four weeks on that. All right, so to everyone in the chat who is freaking out for whatever reason over me you talking to Ron DeSantis, I didn't say he should be president, okay? I didn't say anything other than he's been great on the vaccine. And anybody who is anti pro-vaccine crowd would probably agree with me. You can't dispute the fact that he's been great when it comes to the vaccine, okay? He's actively campaigned against it, which I don't see many other Republicans doing. So please, save it. You know, I get it. You don't want him to be president. That's not the topic we're discussing right now. As it pertains to the vaccine, I think Ron DeSantis has been great. And until you can show me a Republican who's been better, a Republican governor who's been better, I'm convinced he's been the best one when it comes to COVID, okay? So the point of this <laughs> first half of the show is to just point out that I'm glad to see that Republicans are holding people accountable that need to be held accountable and are finally fighting back against this deadly, deadly vaccine. Okay, and at the end of the day, I just care about keeping people from dying. I care about keeping people from getting hurt. And I don't care who, who, if Nancy Pelosi one day stood up and became, well, she's fired now, but if she stood up and became the biggest anti-vaccine advocate, I'd be like, you know what? A broken clock is right twice a day. So even if a liberal were to support this sort of thing, I would support them in doing that. You know what I mean? Like, come on, guys. He's been great on the vaccine, and, and that's evident in everything that he said about it. So I'm very proud to see that. I'm very proud to see the Republican Party is finally standing up against the vaccine. Um, and... You know, I, I just, it, it's, it's just gone on for far too long, and I'll get into why I, I'm not so sure that this is necessarily going to fix the problem, but it's certainly good to see that they're standing up at this point, at the very least. Okay, and I also want to talk about a man who, I gotta, gotta give credit, the whole Rand family, or Rand, <laughs> the whole Paul family, uh, they've been standing up to, against the vaccine for so long. I mean, they're doctors, so they're smart. Um, and they know, well, they're smart. Doctor doesn't necessarily mean you're smart, as we've learned throughout this pandemic. Uh, but they, they know the, the truth about this vaccine. They've been, you know, trying to inform the people about how dangerous it is for so long. Uh, he's been one of the only people telling us the truth, both Rand and Ron Paul. Uh, they're usually the pe only people telling us the truth on a lot of issues. Um, so, but I do want to go, go ahead and play this clip of a hearing that recently went on where Ron Paul was actually questioning this doctor and the doctor said something pretty alarming. Now, I'm really glad to see these hearings are being taken place because it shows, it shows that, you know, the point of the show, as I'm bringing up, people are finally waking up, okay? Uh, this is what the doctor said about, she, she was going to vaccinate a child because that was, of course, what she was told to do. The government, the health, the uh, whatever practice she works at, of course, tells her, you know, vaccinate these kids, whatever. And she opens the box of the vaccine and the whole instruction manual or like normally it comes with like something that gives you the ingredients or like how you're supposed to use it and the warnings and the risks and everything wasn't there. It said, I think I forgot what it said. It said like nothing. There was nothing there, but it had something in its place. It was really weird. Uh, anyway, I, I'm not really explaining it that well. I'm going to play the clip for you because this is pretty alarming. Uh, but it, like I said, it's I'm glad to see that we are finally allowing people like this to speak out without you know, censorship. Take a look at this. So a few months ago, I, I looked at the package insert. I pulled it from the box of mRNA product. And, you know, it was sealed just like I'm showing you here. I, I unsealed the box that the entire thing came in. And then I pulled this out. And this is what it looks like. So I'd like to show this to you. It is, sorry about that. It's, um, it's blank. Boom. There it, it is. It says intentionally blank on it. That's the data that pharmacists and physicians are basing on giving the injections 
outside of mainstream media recommendations. There it is right there. Here's a good question. Why didn't they just print that on a piece of paper the size of a postage stamp? Why all the theater of folding it up into a great big piece of paper like, like that? Why? That's, as, as that's, that's, that's what's passing for informed consent. Right, so how am I to get informed consent to parents when I have, this is what I have. I have a government that's telling me that I have to say safe and effective, and if I don't, my license is at threat. Um, how am I to give informed consent to patients? We're seeing an uptick in myocarditis. We're seeing an uptick in adverse reactions. We have trusted these regulatory agencies. I have for my entire career up until now. Something is extremely wrong. Hell yeah, something is extremely wrong. People are dropping dead. Perfectly healthy athletes, world-class athletes are dropping dead, uh, likely because of this vaccine. Now, what gets really shady is that for so long, we were told that we didn't know the real cause of it. There was, of course, uh, just random, you know, sudden death syndrome was the new term they were using. What the hell is sudden death syndrome? That wasn't a thing like five, 10 years ago. So why is it a thing now suddenly? Oh, that's right, because of the COVID vaccine. Uh, so, you know, it, it, it's very difficult to ignore, and I'm really glad that the House and the uh, Senate, that they're finally paying attention to people who are actually bringing this information, guys. Um, and I know some of you are still talking about Ron DeSantis, like, whatever. I was just trying to play the clip to show you guys that the Republican Party is standing up um, against the vaccine. And if that is not, you know, I, I, look, we can talk, we can do another show on DeSantis, but the point was, you know, we're... The party is trying to hold the people responsible who should be held responsible for the damage caused, and that would be the that would be big pharma, that would be big tech, and that would be um, big government. Those three things, okay. And I'm glad to see that there are Republicans fin finally, finally speaking up. You know, and and like I said, too little, too late. I'm going to get into exactly what has been going on recently uh, because this stuff has been going on for a while where people have been dropping dead. We don't know the causes. Well, guess what? Now we actually do have proof that we can link these the COVID vaccines to their deaths. A new autopsies have revealed that. I'm going to go ahead and go through all of that research in a moment. Uh, but yes, guys, I just wanted to prove that, you know, not prove. I really have nothing to prove here. I, I was just happy to see this, the reversal of this mandate in the military and how finally I think it's proving that Republicans, it's giving them a new voice to actually speak up about this. And, you know, like I said, I've been very tough on them. I've been very angry in the past year over their lack of, you know, uh, fervor in pursuing, you know, reversing these mandates and trying to get people healthy again. I think a, a good government promotes health. A good government, a good and trustful, trustworthy government promotes health, good health. That means promoting exercise, getting sunlight. That you know, that doesn't mean being Michelle Obama and taking away all the fun foods in the cafeteria, cafeterias of public schools. I remember that sucked when I was a kid. But uh, also, no one was fat. Like it wasn't a thing in my school district where people were fat. So like, I don't know what who they were trying to save. But thanks, Michelle Obama, I guess. But what I mean by that is promoting, you know, things that aren't going to hurt you like the vaccine so this government is not trustworthy and it's not one that we could you know really rely on and not that we should ever trust the government and not advocating for that you should always sleep with one eye open when it comes to the government so to speak uh, but particularly on this issue when it's so egregious so obvious that you would literally have to think we're retarded to not see what's happening before our very eyes people are dropping dead and finally, finally, the Republicans have recognized it. Now, I'm not going to you know, sit here and applaud them and cheer them on forever, uh, because like I said, this is the bare minimum. You shouldn't be allowing uh, anyone to die, right? Or you shouldn't be advocating something that product that would kill them. I'm just saying, guys, uh, the tide is turning and they're finally fighting back and that's good to see and I, I have hope for the future now because it does seem like things are changing in that regard and they haven't changed in quite some time. So, like I said, I have more to get to, but before I do that, I want to go ahead and um, and read a message from one of our amazing sponsors, Field of Greens. You guys know Field of Greens. You love Field of Greens. Uh, once upon a time in America, people lived on farms. You didn't have to tell them to eat vegetables and fruits to stay healthy, unless you're Michelle Obama. But instead of giving them fruits and vegetables, uh, Michelle will give you like weird alternatives that are actually not better for you. They're like vegan alternatives. Uh, it's what they ate. As Americans became more mobile, foods that wouldn't spoil became the new thing. The problem is processed and fast foods have fewer nutrients. And now guess what? We aren't as healthy. Um, 
Let me tell you though, uh, what I take to stay healthy and that would be Field of Greens. Everybody at LFA TV loves Field of Greens. I'm telling you guys, um, I'm not even lying. Like, you know, Jeremy has such a great success story with Field of Greens. He talks about it all the time. Uh, he's the one who got us all into it. You'll look and feel healthier. I'm telling you, you'll lose weight. There's, like I said, lots of success stories with that. Um, so to help you guys out and be able to experience the same benefits we all have at LFA TV, uh, I got you 15% off your first order and another 10% off when you subscribe for recurring orders. Visit fieldofgreens.com and use promo code LFA. That's fieldofgreens.com and use promo code LFA, guys. LFA, super easy to remember. Live from America, it's the acronym LFA. All right, guys, so before I move on, I do want to go ahead and read some of your comments. I know some of you were fired up earlier. Um, let's see. Oh, yeah, there were sirens in the background. I'm sorry. I actually live near uh, a fire station. So, like, not near, it's kind of close by. So it always goes right in front of my apartment complex. So that's why you hear the sirens so loud. And um, it just sucks, but that's that's the reality. You know, I've actually I actually feel like it hasn't been as bad as I thought it was going to be. I was really worried about because originally I wasn't gonna have this little like studio set up in my own apartment. I was gonna do it elsewhere, but you know, it's more convenient to do it here. And also, um, it's not as bad as I thought it was gonna be. The sirens aren't as much of a problem as I thought. Believe it or not, they do appear every once in a while, and I'm sorry about that. But uh, thank you for bearing with me. Um, let's see. Let's eat bugs with indigestible chitin. Yeah, I will never be eating bugs. E33 says, sleepy Anna is grouchy. She lashed out, lashed out at Paul. No, I, I, what Paul called me a fed. I think you would lash out at Paul too if he called you a fed. Now, obviously I'm, I'm being, like I'm half kidding. M my humor is like half kidding, half serious. I'm never like 100% serious about most things, not everything. I mean, like, look, you hear me talk about like child trafficking, that I'm obviously 100% serious about. But most, most of the time, I'm like half kidding. Uh, it's just for fun, right? John Smith, does Anna live in a war zone? Basically, I live in DC, so take from that what you will, but I would call it a war zone. It's pretty bad out here. It's basically a third world country. Not really the area I live in, but like I said, I live next to a fire station, so that's the issue. Um, Paul, it's because I have my own mind. Anna is always a bit spicy towards Paul. I think it is her version of throwing rocks in second grade. Um, no, because Paul is always, he always has something to say that is not, uh, not very nice to me. So I'm obviously going to say something back, okay? Uh, Anna and Mike 2028. Um, perhaps, maybe, maybe we'll run, run for president <laughs> uh, and vice president. I'll, I'll ask him if he wants to do that. Marilyn Dockendorf says, Paul lashed out at Anna. We Latinas don't take crap from anyway. Thank you, Marilyn. Thank you. That's my point. None of you guys lash out at me except for Paul, and unless we have a troll. But the troll I actually just, like, screw with. But, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, Latinas are not, uh, we are not, uh, what's the word for it? God, I, I really am tired. Usually I have a pretty good vocabulary, but um, not thinking of a good word. I was trying to think of like a good SAT word. Pretty feisty, I would say, is, is a is an easier word. Um, Paul says, I'm so sorry. Ah, oh, Paul, it's okay. Like, I'll, that, another thing about Latinas, we'll scream at people, and then the next minute we'll be like, so, you wanna go get food or something? Like, we kinda just like, I don't know if it's like a personality trait that we all have, but <laughs> I'm not, no, I don't scream. It's just like I get like, uh, I don't know. Feisty, I, I don't know. Uh, Fano Boss says, I'm a troll with a heart of gold. Fano Boss, you're not a troll, you're awesome. We love you here. I love you guys all, by the way. I, I'm just like joking around. Uh, Midi CR777 says, hi Anna, first time I'm hearing you, I love your program, I'm gonna share. Thank you, thank you, I really appreciate that. Please, please go ahead and share uh, this show, all of you guys, please. Um, would really appreciate that. It really helps us grow as a platform, as I said. We have a lot coming in 2023, um, so you're not going to want to miss out on that, and we're gonna, could really use your help in doing that. Uh, Marilyn Dockendorf says, yep, we are spicy. I love Marilyn. Marilyn is like, um, Marilyn, that's what's up, that's what's up. Uh, the 1 a.m. said, I actually am used to eating any and everything that messes with me now that I've been pushing cool to eat bugs. I haven't eaten a single bug in two years. <laughs> That's funny. No, it's funny you say that because 
like in other countries they eat bugs and i've always been kind of curious right but now that the elites are pushing it i'm like nope no thanks no no interest at all like not that i ever wanted to make bugs a main part of my diet but i've been curious about curious about it you know like eating a scorpion or whatever or they some places they eat spiders like i when it comes to food i'm pretty adventurous like i'll pretty much try anything but um and i think I think people who aren't like that are weak. I think people who who have specific dietary needs are like very weak. I don't trust people like that because they're usually spoiled. And, you know, I grew up in a household where I ate whatever my mom cooked. And if I didn't eat that, then I wasn't eating that night. Not that she, you know, prevented me from eating, but it meant that I wasn't going to like cook something myself if I was like eight years old. Right. So um, so I just ate whatever she made. And um, I had a pretty advanced palate because of that. And I think that's a really good way to raise your kids. And I plan on doing the same thing with my kids. If they don't like what I have to eat, well, then fine. I'm not making them, and I, I'm not microwaving them frozen chicken nuggets, okay? I hate when parents do that. Um, but that's how you develop an advanced palate. And that's why now I, I will pretty much eat anything. So, but yeah, to your point, back to what I was originally saying, uh, the one I am, what you were saying. Yeah, now I don't want, or the one I am. I I don't want to uh, eat bugs now at all. I don't even want to try it as a result. <laughs> Latinas forever. Latinas will crack that whip. Only sometimes. I'm, you know, actually, I'm learning about myself. A lot of people recently have called me sweet, and I don't know if I like it. Um, I don't want to be sweet. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm joking. Amanda Collins says, I love Italian food and Asian food. Yeah, I feel like those are the two food groups that everybody likes. Um, SoCal Pistol says, yep, my kids eat what I make or else, lol. Yeah, good. That's called good parenting. Um, yeah, they're going to grow up to be normal people, and they're not going to be annoying, spoiled brats, so that's good. That's good that you're like that. Um Let's see. I love reading the chat. What about the vaccine mandate for tourists traveling to the USA? Um, no. Uh, I don't... Why, I think that's retarded. I, I'm not for the vaccine. Why would I want somebody to... Why would I want to mandate a vaccine if you're just traveling here for, like, vacation? Um, the tourist industry is great. I think that people make money off of it. And God knows that people need to make more money more than ever now under Joe Biden's economy. So why would we prevent them from doing that? Now, I will say other countries have been worse when it comes to the vaccine mandate. So chances are anybody coming in here is vaccinated anyway. So me saying you don't have to be vaccinated isn't going to save them. And most people who don't want to get vaccinated just would probably, I would, I would imagine, like what we did here in the U.S., would just create a fake vac vaccine passport, right? So it's the only way. Um, Let's go Lou says we or LU Let's go LU says we Latinas are spicy sweet and spicy all in one and take no bowl. You're right, that's true. Very true. Um Sass 64 says I love legal Mexican food. <laughs> I only like it to be illegal. I know Paul. I know you said and I I always tease I don't mean to insult you. No, I know Paul. It it's it's just part of the show. I'm just going to, you know, I'm not going to let it go by, right? But uh, it's okay. Don't worry about it. Uh, Marilyn Dockendorf says no vax mandates ever. Exactly. No vax mandates in any uh, way, shape, or form. I'm not for them. Why would I promote something that is unhealthy for anyone? Fandom Boss says, Anna, my wife heard what you said about me and she kissed my cheek. Um, I don't know what that means. What did I say about you? That you're great? Because you are a great Fandom Boss, but I don't know. Um, all right, so... I don't want to spend all day in this, although I could talk to you guys forever, but I want to go ahead and talk about some of the less, um, the, the sad reality of the America that we're living in, okay? And not just America, but the entire world, uh, as we were just talking about. But basically, I wanted to continue on with that because we are seeing people drop dead around the world. And in fact, in fact, we just saw a healthy 28-year-old woman who dropped dead in the middle of a workout in Ecuador uh, you know, she was doing, she was in a workout class. She just dropped dead. Apparently it was because of a heart attack, but I'm going to show you in a moment how I don't think that's necessarily the case. So for so long, we had a government here in the United States that was promoting a vaccine where suddenly people like this were just dropping dead. Take a look at this. 
Yeah, so that was really sad, guys. I mean, she's 28. Apparently, it was a heart a heart attack that she just died from. But she just literally dropped dead. They tried to take her pulse. They rushed her to the hospital, but it was too late. She was dead. I read the whole story on it. Um, and that's not just happening in Ecuador, as you know. A lot of people across the country are just mysteriously dropping dead. And, you know, like I said, the Republican Party was not standing up for a while. They were just allowing this to go on. And that's kind of why I wanted to cover this half of the show, because, I'm, you know, my question is, is it too little, too late? Are we seeing the effects of the vaccine that the globalists wanted? And is anything we do at this point really going to matter? Because did they get what they wanted out of all of this? So I want to go ahead and read this article to you, because a lot of you might be wondering, well, she dropped dead. They said it was a heart attack. How do you know it was connected to the vaccine? Well, I don't know that that case in particular was connected to the vaccine. But what I do know is that all the times we heard about sudden death syndrome and comorbidities and things like that and, and issues where people were dying and we were told to blame it on everything except the vaccine, well, that might actually not be necessarily true. A new study came out actually proving that. Uh, this was from Br the Brownstone Institute. New autopsy report reveals that those who died suddenly were likely killed by the vaccine. And this literally just came out December 7th, 2022. So uh, very new information. Take a look at this, guys. A major new autopsy report has found that three people who died unexpectedly at home with, not, with no pre-existing disease shortly after COVID vaccination were likely killed by the vaccine. A further two deaths were found to be possibly due to the vaccine. The report published in Clinical Research in Cardiology, the official journal of the German Cardiac Society, detailed autopsies carried out at the Heidelberg University Hospital, hospital in 2021. Uh, led by Thomas uh, Longrich and Peter Schiermacher, it found that in five deaths that occurred within a week of the first or second dose of vaccination with Pfizer or Moderna, inflammation of the heart tissue due to the autoimmune response triggered by the vaccine had likely or possibly caused the death. All right. And, and under here, I don't know if you guys can see very well. Um, this is the chart that basically shows that, uh, how long time from vaccination to death. You know, usually it was one to seven days, as you can see in the chart. So they were, and they were, they listed all the comorbidities, as you can see in many of them, it wasn't anything that would have killed them or nothing at all. So pretty insane assessment of casual relationship, likely, likely possible, likely possible. So most likely, um, some of them possible, pretty scary guys. So even if, you know, we don't know exactly, like I said, that that girl dropped dead because of the vaccine, but all of the times that we're being told, um, that these, these, that people are just dropping dead. Uh, well, now there's actual proof of it. And I want to go on to read the rest of it. In total, the report looked at 35 autopsies carried out at the University of Heidelberg and people who died within 20 days of the COVID vaccination, of which 10 were deemed on examination to be due to pre-existing illness and not the vaccine for the remaining 20. The report did not rule out the vaccine as a cause of death, which Dr. Schiermacher has confirmed to me is intentional as the autopsy results were inconclusive. Almost all of the remaining cases were of a cardiovascular cause, as indicated in the table below from these supplementary materials, where 21 of the 30 deaths are attributed to a cardiovascular cause. One of these attributed to blood clots from AstraZeneca vaccination. The report was looking specifically at post-vaccine myocarditis deaths, leaving 20 from the other cardiovascular causes. Pretty insane. Pretty insane. So this whole time that nobody in our government wanted to stand up for anything, people were just dying. And they still are to this day, of course, around the world. But it's the same vaccine that they were enforcing all around the world, right? That's why people are dropping dead all over the place, because the globalists wanted this to happen. Now, I don't know how I feel about that. I do think that the globalists kind of got their way as it is. And I'm, and I'm not just talking about deaths, by the way, guys. I'm not just talking about people who died suddenly. And of course, the movie Died Suddenly uh, by Stu Peters, great movie, recommend you guys watch it. Also kind of covers similar information more in depth. It's a whole documentary on it. So uh, please check that out. But um, I did. I heard saw someone mention in the chat, so I figured I should bring it up. But yeah, we now know that that's the case. So you know, it, it was it like I'm tempted to be like, great, Republicans are standing up. But did the globalists already get what they want? Did they already kill off the amount of people they were hoping to kill off with the vaccine? You know, I, I don't know how I feel if that's necessarily the case. And like I said, the effect that they want, it wasn't necessarily just death, but it was, you know, unemployment so that people would rely on the government for their money more and more and more. Because take a look at this, guys. I also want to talk about job loss. This article came out I know that they started enforcing vaccine mandates a while ago, but this article actually came out in September 21st, 2022. So it was still affecting us um, just a couple months ago or a few months ago. 
Unvaccinated Americans face job loss, no pay, while seeking exemptions from state and local COVID mandates. Public servants say they have been forced to choose between religious freedoms and their job. Pretty terrible, guys. I'm going to read some of the stories from this article. NYC sanitation worker uh, Curtis Cutler was denied a religious exemption and fired despite being a deacon at his church in Los Angeles. A 22-year-old veteran firefighter, John Knox, was put on leave without pay for refusing the shot and has gone nearly a year without a paycheck. Marcus Thornton represents a group of over 8,000 federal employees who argue federal and local government regulations violate human rights and religious freedoms. You know it's ironic and really disturbing that in the last federal and the in the last five years, I've received multiple awards for my work fighting for and defending human rights, fighting for and defending religious freedom, said Thornton. Uh, that's awesome, Mar Marcus Thornton. We, we appreciate you. Um, but see, guys, did the globalists get what they want already? Is this too little too late from the, from the Republicans? Well, here's my conclusion. On one side, yes, uh, and that's why I'm like, I'm not going to sit here and praise them all day for finally realizing that they shouldn't be promoting a vaccine that causes death, literally the death jab. That's why we call it that. Um, but on the other side, I'm like, well, better late than never, right? And, you know, I don't want this to go on where we're still, people are still suffering for no reason, right? So, and like I said, people have suffered immensely, not just, you know, they've lost their jobs, okay? And that's why I'm glad to see Mike Lee wants to reinstate their jobs, not just take away the mandate. So that's actually helping people um, who are, have already been victims of it. But people have lost their lives, loved ones. They've had loved ones who have lost their lives as a result of this vaccine. And honestly, I think that's exactly what the elites wanted. So I think in an ideal world, this would go on for the elites. They would decrease the population and they would get more and more people to rely on their government and to trust things that they shouldn't be trusting. It's trusted institutions, people like Klaus Schwab, uh, institutions like the World Economic Forum and the World Health Organization. They, their goal was to get people to rely on that uh, rather than their own ability to work, which is why the government put them out of work for so long. Uh, because the more you know you don't have an opportunity to work, the more you'll rely on the government financially. So the goal, the two goals here, was to decrease the population and to get people to rely more on the government. And I do believe they achieved a lot of that. But I think in an ideal world, they would have gotten everybody on board, and it would have gone on for you know years to come. And I think, I think, and I could be wrong, but I do believe that you know, we've put an end to it. I think we're putting an end to the uh, the elite, the globalist plan right now. At, that's why they're shaking in their boots. I've done other shows where they're kind of shifting gears here and they're focusing more on monkeypox because they're trying to, you know, assert their dominance via another illness. They're trying to use monkeypox as another way to enforce mask mandates and vaccine mandates because, mark my words, I believe a monkey a monkeypox vaccine is coming. Now, the real test will be if people are dumb enough to fall for that one, right? And I'm not talking liberals and, and the useful idiots. I'm talking about the, the independents that really do make the difference here. Will they fall for it? Because I know a lot of Republicans that took the vaccine. I know a lot of conservatives. A lot of my friends that I worked with or that were conservative, um, you know, they fell for it. And I feel sorry for them because a lot of them, especially women, are really worried that they're not going to be able to have kids Um and so, and, and even like in, like the dating pool is completely decreased because if you want to have kids, then it's probably better that you don't date somebody with uh, who was vaccinated. Um, but that's what the elites wanted, right? They wanted they wanted to get everybody on board with the same agenda. And I remember people like my Republican friends being like, "Anna, just get vaccinated. It's not that bad. Just get vaccinated. Just get vaccinated." I'm like. Yeah, like I'm not going to risk my ability to reproduce or ability to live uh, just because the government told me if I didn't that I couldn't go to a restaurant, right? Uh, also, there's ways around it. So, um, you know, but uh, point is, point is, I'm kind of, I don't know, I'm kind of in both camps. I think I'm not proud of the fact that Republicans took so long to stand up, but I think, like I said, I'm glad we were at least, you know, drawing the line somewhere and it's sad that it took you know, this loss of life and this loss of jobs. Like I said, the good thing about the job situation is that money is money. You know, people, at least they still have their lives. And like I said, it looks like Mike Lee and other Republicans are standing up and want to help reinstate their positions if they worked for the government, particularly in the military. So I'm glad to see that. And I hope we see that across the board, not just in the military. But when you lose a life, there's not, you know, you can't come back from that. You can't bring it back. And that's why we have to realize the elites are incredibly dangerous. And I think there are a lot of Republicans who are either in bed with those elites or they themselves don't really fully understand the extent to which they want to hurt us. I do believe there are people who simply aren't awake yet in our government. So, um, you know, 
I, I'm not naive enough to believe that most of them are like that. I'm just saying a lot of, and the people who like Rand and Ron Paul, I think are the only ones we have actively fighting for us uh, when it comes to those, to those issues. So guys, um, yeah, I just wanted to leave you with that. Something to think about, you know, whether or not you think that maybe the elites got what they wanted out of this. If the Republicans, what they're doing is too little too late. Um, and whether or not we should really fear for our future that this is going to happen again, because, um, and if Republicans will let it happen again, I don't think we got the MAGA candidates that we wanted in this midterm election, and that, if anything, makes me more negative towards this situation. I think, like we all know, we talk about here on LFA all the time, McCarthy and McConnell definitely sabotaged the MAGA candidates in the primaries leading up to the midterm election, so we didn't get the people that we necessarily wanted. Um, and maybe that's for a reason. Maybe that's for a reason that the establishment couldn't have uh, maybe, I say maybe, but obviously in being facetious, of course that was the reason. Uh, they didn't want actual people fighting for us, and that is sad, guys. But just be aware of that. I just wanted to bring that to your attention. I just wanted to point out that, you know, hey, uh, there's two ways of thinking here, and I, I do believe that there is there are people genuinely trying to make a change, and I think there are people who, but in, in the same respect, I think maybe the power grab uh, has kind of done what it was meant, did what it meant to do, uh, or did a lot of what it, what they meant for it to do already. So, guys, anyways, uh, I'll be back with another story. This story coming up, by the way, guys, uh, that I'm going to get to after the break. If you have any kids around, and again, this is very important for you guys to watch because it has to do with schools and what they're doing to kids in schools right now. It's new Project Veritas report, so you're not going to want to miss it, so please stick around. But if you do have any kids around, I recommend that they, you know, you either pause this or, or exit out of this and watch it later, watch the rest of this later, but I do think it's very important for you to see, or uh, just make sure they're not around because this is uh, very explicit but the, the reality of it is that this is the kind of stuff they were doing in front of kids at school. So I think it's really important to bring to your attention. Like I said, it's a Project Veritas undercover report that I'm going to be showing you guys in a moment. So please stick around for that. I'll be back with more information. Uh, in the meantime, you'll be hearing a message from one of my amazing sponsors, the Functional Medical Institute. You can check out their website at Sherwood.tv slash Anna Perez. And you can use my promo code Anna Perez for all of their amazing supplement plans. I'm telling you, you're going to want to check them out. It's great if you're trying to get in shape. Uh, you know, they say nutrition is like, you know, 80% of your ability to get in shape, which is absolutely true. Um, if you're going to do anything, if you're going to change anything, if you, if you, if it comes between working out and nutrition, definitely focus on your nutrition first. Obviously both try to lead a healthy lifestyle in both respects, but you know, that's why uh, products like Field of Greens and of course what the Functional Medical Institute is providing you with, uh, definitely check them out because that, that's really going to help you get in shape. All right guys, so I'll be right back so you can hear a message from them and I'll get to that Project Veritas story. Hi friends, Dr. Michelle Sherwood here. I'm Dr. Mark Sherwood. Many people know about our clinic, but we also have a desire to help people who can't personally visit us, but still want to take steps towards better health. Our two-week health reset is a great first step and requires no video appointments or tests. With our health reset, you will get 28 detox shakes to provide the ideal nutritional foundation, 28 supplement packs with key nutrients, and access to daily videos where we encourage you along the two-week process. Our health reset plan is usually $180. Now, it's just $169 with your promo code. Go to Sherwood.tv now and use the promo code on your screen to receive this exclusive offer. Take a simple step and let us guide you on the road to feel better. All right, and welcome back to Wrong Think, everyone. Guys, I want to address some of your comments before we get to this in insane Project Veritas report that I want to play for you guys. Uh, but first, like I said, comments as per usual. Um, Fano Boss says, I eat Twinkies while I work out. Sounds counterproductive, but whatever helps you sleep at night, I guess. E333 says, Anna, where is your necklace? Oh, my cross. I knew someone was going to ask that. Uh, I took it off. So I, and um, you guys are going to, are going to like get so mad at me. Everybody who's like, you know, all natural is going to get mad at me, although it doesn't do anything to you. I get spray tans sometimes and um, I took it off because I knew I was getting a spray tan. So uh, I don't get them often. I get them like maybe once a month and it like comes off like after a few days, but uh, 
I was going to get, I actually wound up not getting it. So um, I just took it off for no reason. But yeah, I don't like to wear it when I go and get the spray tan. So that's why. Um, let's see. I have 22 American first E333. You really looking hard, LMAO. Yeah, I thought the same thing. <laughs> not offended, though. It's okay. Uh, Patriot Johnson, I love how P Planet Fitness provides pizza on Wednesdays. I didn't know that. That's hilarious. Um, I haven't been to like an, like an outside gym in a while. I go to the one in my apartment complex, but that's really funny. Wait, why would they do that? They should give like smoothies or something. Um, I always want to go into a Planet Fitness. I haven't been in one yet. Maybe I'll like do like, I'll interview people there. I bet they're pretty based. I bet Planet Fitness goers are pretty based. I get that sense. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go in there and check it out for myself. Uh, let's see. Oh, my gosh. I don't know what is going on outside, but it is so freaking loud right now. Like, could you wait till... Do they, do they not know this is wrong think hour? Literally the most important hour of the day. Okay. Can everybody shut up outside, please? It really pisses me off. Like, I'm going to have to, like, give, like... Okay, there goes another siren. Come on. Let's go. God, they're so loud. Like, can people stop dying during wrong think hour? <laughs> Just kidding. Probably people uh, dying from the vaccine, to be honest. Um, let's see. E33 says, I pay attention to details. Smiley face, LOL. Okay. Um, Paul and Gracias says, is the apartment building burning down? No, it's not. I don't know what, <laughs> what's going on. Today is so no noisy. I think there's like, they it typically is not that noisy. I don't know what they're doing. They're always like, there's always like a sinkhole outside that they have to fix. You know, DC, it's like a mess. Like no one can get, it's a nice apartment building, uh, but like there's always construction like around it. So I like don't even know um, what it is, what's going on. Uh, Pop Teeny 94 says, it's so inconsiderate of them. Yeah, I know. Like, doesn't everybody know that this is Anna Perez hour? Everyone needs to shut up and stop making so much noise. Uh, Paul Grazi says the two Big Macs plus filet fish and Diet Coke is a superfood diet. Is that the Donald Trump diet? I think that's so funny. I think that it's hilarious. I love that Trump did that, though, because, like, it, he was just like, F everybody. Like, I don't care. I'm going to do things my way. And I love this. So this is a great, this is a great, uh, um, this is a great tip for the men out there. Okay. There is nothing more attractive in a man than the Donald Trump effect, which is when you know how to act in different environments. You can be really chill, easygoing. You can sit there and eat McDonald's. But at the same time, you know, you can make deals with millionaires, billionaires. You can kind of act in whatever. Like you're not stuck up. You're not a snob. But you know how to act in different environments. I don't, I, I hate more than anything, like rich people who are incredibly snooty and act like they're better than everybody else. Trump doesn't do that. And even when you hang out with him, and I've hung out with him before at Mar-a-Lago, and you talk to him, he has this way of making you aware of the fact that he's president of the United States, but at the same time, he doesn't make you feel like you're below him. He's very, very kind. He's very easy to talk to. He's hilarious. Um, he kissed me on the cheek, so we had a special connection. But... Um, no, he's just like, that is a great, and, and you don't have to be Donald Trump to have that. Like, that's just a great personal, personality in general to apply to your own life. So if you want to be successful, that's what you got to do. Just have the Donald Trump effect. And I feel like I have a little bit of that too. Like knowing how to act in certain environments because you don't want people to be able to pigeonhole you. And that's why the left hated Donald Trump too. They couldn't pigeonhole him. They couldn't be like, you're that rich guy who, who was like untouchable because he wasn't that, right? There were people who came before him that were like that. Um... Because he's so, you know, amicable and so easy to, to get along with. He knows how to function in different environments. So they couldn't pigeonhole him in being this, like, stupid blue-collar guy either because you couldn't possibly paint that picture of him when this guy is one of the most successful men in the country, right? So, um, so be like that. Be like that. That's a great tip. Um, there you go. And his wife is so classy. Yeah, Melania, incredibly classy woman. Um, I, I think... Um, he did a great job in picking her as a wife and, and, and vice versa, although, like, you know, he's Donald Trump, so, but, um, but no, she's incredibly classy, beautiful, gracious, like, um, just a wonderful woman, really, like, she is the, uh, 
epitome of what class is, I think. It, it just It's in the way she dresses. It's the way she speaks to people. It's how kind she is. It's She's just wonderful. And, you know, I think that that is a... Uh, that goes without saying. And she's really smart. Nobody gives her credit in this area, but she speaks like, what, 30 different, like, not 30, I don't know how many languages she speaks, maybe, I don't know. But she speaks a lot of different languages, uh, more than I speak, that's for sure. And uh, it's just, just great, you know, great couple. And, uh, yeah. Latinos Forever says at one point everyone wanted to be like him. Yeah, literally even liberals would be like, oh, he seems cool. Because he is cool. He's hilarious and he's funnier than comedians. I watched him speak at Mar-a-Lago and it was like way funnier than any comedy club you'd go to. He's hilarious. Um, see, yeah, he has working class roots. That's what Paul said. Yeah, because he knows what it's like to work really, really hard. It's the same effect that Andrew Tate has, although I think... I think I, I don't know Andrew Tate. I, won't, I met Donald Trump, so I can attest to that. I've never met Andrew Tate. But Andrew Tate has a little bit of that, too. He has, like, working class roots with, like, you know, but he knows how to, how to be around people with money, people who are a little bit more uppity. Like, he knows how to function in both environments. And that's very attractive because it means that they're going to be, they have good, you know, instincts. They're going to survive. And it sounds, like, weird to say, but it's true. I think that's why that quality is attractive. I call it the Donald Trump effect because... Donald Trump is the first man where I witnessed that in because he could appeal appeals to so many people. But that's a really good, and not everybody, I don't think you can just, I think it's something you, ha, I don't think it's something you can be like, you can develop. I think you have to be born it, with it because you have to have to know what it's like to struggle because that's an indication of somebody who has struggled and has made it to the top and knows what it's like and has empathy for people who are not quite where he is at yet, but also understands and is proud of where they are and is unapologetic and where they've they're at and so that's why i call it you know the donald trump effect because i think yes he was people would say well he was born rich yeah he was born into maybe like a couple million dollars but what he created out of that a couple million dollars was an empire certainly not what existed before so i hate when people are like oh he was born rich um you don't just turn like $3 million into like, I think like a billion dollars overnight, right? Obviously, it takes a lot of hard work to do that. And Trump knows what, I mean, he, the guy didn't sleep when he was president. So, you know, I hate when people say that. Um, but just someone said, can we, Fano Boss says, can we speak on Jill Biden's wardrobe? Okay, guys, here's, here's what I'm going to, this is my ask for you guys. Send your memes of Jill Biden's Jill Biden dressed in her different outfits. I don't know. Is that mean? Is that mean to like? Maybe that's bullying. That's considered bullying. I don't know. I mean, it is the president's wife. It's not the president. I feel bad doing stuff like that, right? You know, because I don't think it's nice to like. Um, now, what I thought was really horrible is when the left came after uh, Baron Baron Trump. Like who? Like it was terrible the way that they like made fun of him. He's like, kid, leave him alone. But I don't know, maybe that's kind of mean. <laughs> but she does dress horribly, and that's funny. All right, guys, so I talked a lot more than I was planning on. Please go ahead and rumble this video if you haven't already, by the way. Uh, would really, really appreciate that. That's um, going to really help us grow here, like I said. So please, please, please rumble this video if you haven't already. Um, like I said, like I said, so now now for the, sh for the part of the show that I was telling you about earlier, if you have kids around, please either send them out of the room or pause this, watch it later, exit out, whatever you need to do. But I don't think this is appropriate for children. Um, you're going to be absolutely appalled by this yourself. You're going to be disgusted. So I'm warning you now. I'm warning you now. This is a Project Veritas report that just came out about a school that was teaching the most disgusting sexual things to children that if I had to go through this as an adult, I'd be disgusted. So imagine being a child and having to witness this, guys. Take a look at this. This is... Um, this is disgusting. I literally have it labeled in my software thing as SOT gross. Sound on tape is what SOT stands for, gross. Uh, so that's that's the name of this clip. So just, uh, I'm actually nervous to play it. That's why I'm like, I'm delaying it. Uh, but just guys, please, I feel like I'm not doing it justice enough how disgusting it really is. I'm giving you time now, okay? Leave if you don't want to see it, but at least rumble on your way out. Okay, but anyway, here it is, guys. I'm just gonna play it. I had like our LGBTQ plus health center come in. They were passing around butt plugs and dildos to my students, talking about queer sex, using lube versus using spit. Meet Joe Bruno, Dean of Students at the prestigious Francis W. Parker Private School in Chicago, which happens to charge $40,000 per student. Oh, they're just like passing around dildos, butt plugs. The kids are just playing with them. They're like, how do you, how does this butt plug work? How do we do like, 
how does this work? That's a really like cool part of my job. Parents might be stunned to learn that Bruno's version of love and acceptance means handing out sex toys to underage students. So I've been the dean for four years. During Pride, we do a Pride week every year. And I had, um, I had like our LGBTQ plus health center come in. They were passing around butt plugs and dildos to my students, talking about queer sex, using blue versus using spit. Who is this? This is uh, an LGBTQ plus health center came in to talk to my high school students. Nice. They're just like passing around dildos, butt plugs. The kids are just playing with them. They're looking at them. In the school? In, in a classroom. Wow. Yeah. While I'm sitting there. Then we had a drag queen come in, um, pass out cookies and brownies and do photos. That's so amazing. And everybody's cool with that, like the plugs and the dildos. Yeah. Nobody complains. No. I mean, if the parents found out, would they? No. It's queer sex. This is the drag queen that came in. What's her name? Uh, Alexis Bevels. Alexis Bevels. And just hung out in my classroom. And was there? Or hung out in my office. You have so much freedom. So much. Wiggle room. So much freedom. So much money. I mean, to do stuff. Trustees are okay with that too? They don't know. They would. It's like, we. I wouldn't even like run it by them. Like, why would I run it by them? They'd be like, oh my God, that's wonderful. Like yeah. How old were the kids at with the classroom? 14, 18. They're like, how do you, how does this book work? How do right. we do, like, how does this work? Right. Um, so yeah, that's a really like cool part of my job is I don't have to worry about stuff like that. Yeah, these are the times that makes me that make me wish I lived in the 50s because uh, some angry father would be storming into this guy's house with a baseball bat or maybe even a gun at this point. Uh, so yeah, uh, sad that we live in 2022 when most men are too uh, are too weak to actually think to do that. I wouldn't be upset. That's absolutely disgusting. That guy is clearly a pedophile. Uh, he deserves to be hanged uh, publicly. Yeah, yeah. I can't believe I just said that, but. I'm not going to take it back because that is disgusting and I would be horrified, horrified if that were my child that were in his that was in his classroom. I mean, thank goodness for Project Veritas. And I know I say this all the time, but I'm a huge supporter of them. They do great work. And I'm so, so grateful that we have them to expose the realities of what's going on in these classrooms. Because when you have a, a video like that where it's undercover evidence, it's very difficult for the left to ignore that this is going on. That is the kind of footage that is going to change this country. It's going to change the tide uh, for Americans here in this country and the way that we view our education system and how we're going to change it because that is really the only way. Um, you know, people, you know, people lie when they know that they're being filmed. People are not completely honest or they don't tell the full truth or they they code it in all this language, uh, especially when it comes to politicians, when they're trying to pass a bill. It's a tro it's everything's a Trojan horse unless it's recorded, um, you know, covertly. So I'm really glad we have uh, journalists at Project Veritas exposing this. They do great work. Uh, check out their other work as well. I'm sure you guys are aware of how great they are. I play their stuff here all the time. Uh, but once again, we have run out of time. It is uh, Anna hour is over. That's what I should call the show. Um, just kidding. I like wrong thing. I think wrong things is fitting because it kind of just like encompasses everything that I want to talk about because I never really have a a normal take on things. And when I do have like a, a take that everybody else has on something, I find myself getting bored while I'm speaking. Like I get bored of myself sometimes. Like when I start saying the same stuff as other people, I'm like, this is boring and not wrong thing at all. So not that I go out of my way to have a weird take. I just, I try to cover topics that I know I'll say things on that happen to be different than what you might hear elsewhere. But like I said, I would never go out of my way for that. That's just typically how I think. That's why it's called wrong think. All right, guys, thank you so much for watching today's show. I'm really sorry about how disgusting that last clip was, but I figured you guys really uh, deserve to see it in the sense that you should be aware of what's going on in schools today, especially if you have kids yourself, because you have to be really, really careful nowadays. All right, guys, so I will see you guys tomorrow again at 1 p.m. I don't know why I struggled to get that out. 1 p.m. on LFA TV, another episode of Wrong Think, guys. Um, tomorrow, I will be there. I will also be less tired, hopefully. So I really appreciate you guys tuning in. Remember to rumble on your way out. Super important to remember that. Share it on your social media. Share with your friends, your family, etc. Everyone, guys, you're not going to want to miss it. Have a great rest of your day. And don't forget to catch Jeremy's show at 5. And like I said, I will be back tomorrow. Have a great day, guys.